1: This is a crowd podcast.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Ian Windy Miller. To be more like Ian, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. Come on, you can do this, Joe.
2: Come on.
1: (laughs) Fuck it out.
2: (laughs) What have you got to say? Spit it out for fuck's sake. Casa Amor's on. For fuck's sake, get it out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's gone.
1: (laughs) Right. Tom, we've done it. We have got a huge guest today it's a first for the joe marla lions specials (laughs) after (laughs) shut up i've got to finish these lines after (laughs) 10 long long arduous episodes we finally managed to persuade a back to join us so no more no more coley analysis of the 1213 channel, you'll be pleased to know. In fact, where is Coley? Is that like tension, that friend tension between you and him on the last episode? Have you finally got rid of him?
0: We've just rested him for this week, Joe, and he will be back because he's become an essential part of the Joe Marla Show line specials. No beef between me and Dan Cole, as you know, we're best of friends. Move on, nothing to see here. No, it, there was definitely some weird like tension.
1: <laughs> it was like a massive <laughs> cock off through the airwaves. <laughs> um, anyway, back Medium to clock our clock. guest that we've got on here. It's unfortunately not Ronan O'Gara. Uh, it's not Ronan Keating either. Um, as we predicted, funnily enough, uh, it's my old mucker, Ben Youngs. Ben, thanks for joining us, mate. How are you?
2: Pleasure. I'm good, mate. Back into pre season, had a good time off. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing alright mate I had a stag do at the weekend
1: Oh you sound so fucking enthused to be here
2: I'm excited to be here mate I am, I am, I am Right so
1: you've been back at pre-season And you've just got off the
2: back of a stag do have you? It was a good stag do We, went from, we were meant to be going to Vegas But obviously Covid hit Then we were meant to be going to Dublin, Covid hit So we settled for Lake Windermere Very very different vibe To the other the other two potentials But nonetheless it was the company that made it fun So we had a good mm. time Some gentle hill walks, dabbling your toes in the lake? No, there wasn't any of that, actually. No, no, no. no. I could have done with it for freshening up, but all good. (laughs) This is
1: ridiculous. You went on a stag do to Lake Windermere. (laughs)
2: I've never been up that way, ever. It's actually beautiful, that area. So, yeah, maybe I'll go again. I don't actually know where it is, mate. Where is it? (laughs) It's a long way away, but it's near... You go past Preston, go past Liverpool. <laughs> so <I could> like <laughs> another, like, I don't know, maybe an hour from there. It's time. a long way away, mate. Like it's a long. This way. This is
0: tremendous,
1: Tom. I don't think you're. Pre- I don't think you're prepared for this. I honestly don't think you're ready for this. You thought I was bad with Coley when I didn't know like the Southern Hemisphere and shit, and you know Coley looking down his nose at me. If you think I'm bad at not knowing shit, wait for the next hour to unfold with this <laughs> gentleman.
0: Well, this is this is tying in beautifully to what was going to be my first question, because I've always wanted to know, Ben Youngs, why your nickname is Len.
2: Oh, God.
0: And wh- why was there a Twitter account for some years called Lendrid?
2: Uh, stuff Ben said, I think you're referring to. That's it. Basically, <laughs> That's it, yeah. Crofty decided just to make up this this silly account and um, make up these fictional quotes. Um, fictional, that's well, where
1: they Purely fictional. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can on it, hand on heart. Mm. Mm. But um, yes, yeah, so he's an absolute Judas. But it doesn't matter.
0: What was the most unfair uh, quote that you definitely didn't say?
2: I don't know. Have you got any in front of you that I can actually vouch for, that I can confirm or deny? I'm gonna start looking at my phone. Hold on, <laughs> it's not something that that I tend to um, tend to store for memory in terms of those 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 quotes. Got, I've got a few favourites here. Ben. Okay, go on, hit me with them, and, I'll, and I can. I'll, I'll okay, let's now. try
0: let's try a few of these. Okay, you can just tell me true or false. Yep. Owen, I've got a really bunged up nose. Lendrid, you want to get some Volvic for that? Owen, do you mean Vicks? Lendrid, Oh
2: yeah that's true yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay quote number two are danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger really twins no that's 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 false that one is false that one is absolutely false okay tom
0: my dog is gonna have puppies lendred who's the father tom a polish dog lendred Oh, no. How will they talk to each other?
2: <laughs> Again, like, you can't honestly believe this is the thing. Crofty just just made stuff up. There is probably, <laughs> as much as much as I'm sure people would love that to be true, that the first one is true, that the other two are not true. I've come on a show to get grilled. This is awful. Okay, last one. This is believed to
0: be a quote from Lendrid. Ah, America, the home of the land. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> see there you go 50 i'm a true some are false yeah
1: what do you yeah. mean the home of the land
2: i just got the <laughs> anthem mixed up mate um <laughs> we actually went to new york me and crofton we literally landed and uh yeah we basically got off the plane we got off the plane and i, and I, and I did say that yeah. <laughs> jet lag you know does funny things to you
1: Right. Can we just get into not grilling him anymore? Otherwise, he'll just never come back or just tell us to fuck off every five seconds.
0: (laughs) So, Ben, we have heard quite a lot from Dan Cole on this podcast recently, and, of course, from Joe. Um, Could you give us a little bit of insight into what those two are like, please, to hang around with on England camp?
2: I can. I can. They're pretty miserable most of the time. Wherever Marla is, Coley is. And wherever Coley is, Marla is. So it's, it's easy to find them. Quite often uh, in around coffee area, certainly around the 4 p.m., snacks. Um, and if you can't find them there, they will be in their room with all the curtains closed, lights off, munching and moaning about what they've achieved and what they've done for the day. Oh, and the odd evening pump session where basically... Marla look, wears a vest, marches down, Coley looks ridiculous in a vest and his pale, pale body and they go to a pump <laughs> session and then they come back and then they, they turn off the lights, pull the curtains <laughs> and then moan about that. This is fucking bollocks. Um,
1: I have turned a corner in the last 18 <laughs> months by uh, trying to bring some... In fact, no, actually it's coincided with Coley not being in the england camp anymore so maybe that's why i
2: have a brighter outlook on life it could well be mate it could well be And um, when you were last in camp you were you were you were very good value as always i enjoy your company especially in your room <laughs> with your contraband mate i'm fucking and i come out- in i'm still out i finish of- it and then i'm I leave.
1: still out of pocket i'm still out of- <laughs> i'm still out of pocket with the amount of fucking contraband that I got delivered into camp during that autumn nations Cup and the fact i wasn 't playing either and i couldn 't <laughs> I, I was actually in the red I was in the red with all the shit that I was bringing in, so yeah, sorry about that it. yeah, anyway it's all good it's all good fun
2: no, we love you for it, mate, we love you for it, I certainly do anyway.
0: Well, Ben, we haven't just got you on to test you on things you may or may not have said uh, and to run the all over Joe. We do obviously want to talk a little bit about rugby as well and fill our boots because we haven't had a back on at all this far in the Lions pod. So first question, Connor Murray coming in for Ali Price, two players you've come up against and played with at various points. Does it make sense for you, that
2: change? Um, I think it probably on reflection of what happened in the first test. Like the game was, um, wasn't was very entertaining, was it? Uh, it was a lot of kick chase, a lot of territory battle, a lot of trying to squeeze the opposition. Uh, Ali Price uh, and Gareth Davis, to be fair, both, both play with an up-tempo game, more of a threat, like running threat, more of a quick tap threat. want to play up, up-tempo up games where Connor gives you that control and that kick and control, so... Um, same with Harris coming at 13. I imagine he's, you know, they're going to use him as a real solid defender, good at chasing, chasing kicks and stuff. So kind of shows there's going to be more of the same, really. Uh, and then the key, I think, f- for the Lions is, is try and make South Africa chase a game. And I think uh, the weekend it showed that when the Lions got in front, they brought those guys on uh, that were able to control it. Faz and Connor. And this weekend, I think they're probably looking to um, to build a score and force Africa to chase it. It might seem
1: really fucking um, stupid and obvious, but the way I look at it, the Lions are much better at playing rugby, like throwing the ball about, than South Africa. And when they started to do that, they started to get in front. And I don't understand why... Th- they're not just trying to throw the fucking ball around I don't get it and if Connor Murray's a fucking unbelievable pressure kicker and game controller but I, d- I just want to see some jouet mate in fact I don't actually give a shit what I see all I want to <laughs> see is the Lions lose just so that there's more at stake <laughs> for the third test
2: Uh, I think it's <sighs> The thing with, mate, in Safka, mate, the, the D is so strong. I love I love your endeavour. You're suddenly this... You, Quinn's really has rubbed off on you big time, hasn't it? You just want you, <laughs> mate. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Fuck me, you've changed. Oh, my God. Win two titles. Let's play like the bar bars every week. Um, Joseph, you know for a fact, trying to... Run around South Africa and sprinting it about with their blitz defence, like, is ludicrous. When there's opportunities in the back end of the game, and those guys that come on will bring an impact on that. I'm sure they'll probably try and do that. But up till then, mate, you've got to win, don't you? See, this is what's happened.
1: We've bought, we've we've bought someone on who's actually knowledgeable. It's the Quinswear, <laughs> it's the
2: Highway. <laughs> no, mate, you can't. Like, of course, everyone wants to see the game chucked around, like. But the the, the the games against the club teams like they were just they were just fulfilling a fixture, weren't they? Like the get the Lions couldn't get anything out of those games. So it was ridiculous. They'd have been better off playing the two best French teams, two best well, Queens playing Quinns obviously. Um two best English teams or something like that. I don't know, like I just you look at you look at when you guys went to New Zealand, you look at when the guys went in twenty thirteen you actually were tested during the week on the Wednesday and the Saturday, and it prepped you well. Like, and although they've dueted against those those guys and sled it and, and slung it around, the reality is, against against the actual, in the, when it comes to tests, you can't do that as much as we'd love to be able to sit there with a pint in hand, enjoying it and watching Barbarians Rugby. It just ain't going to happen. Oh,
1: fuck off, Len.
2: Oh, what about the scrums, though? Do you not think South Africa generally thought they'd roll on the roll on the, the new front row mate, and they thought they were going to um, outpower? But they didn't. It's almost like the the, 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 the the first half scrums went better than the second half.
1: They needed to leave the starters on. This big Trev and the Ox clearly had been reading all the press that everyone was saying, "Oh, they're starting with the weakest scrum and all that lot," and they've gone, "No, fuck this, lads! Let's go, lekker, lekker! Let's go after these motherfuckers, ah." Eh? And um, they did a hell of a job. That ox, mate, him running round, we've hit the traps on him, were fucking ridiculous.
2: Mate, all three of them are taller if they lay on their sides. They're ridiculous. (laughs) And like their scrum was (laughs) mental first half. And then they didn't get the pay second half. And like, it was like, I don't know, it was like South Africa was surprised that, well, firstly, I I don't know how nausea you want to get on the analysis, I don't know, but I'll give it to you anyway. Surely... Lions like dominated the mall as well but South Africa were getting up in the air but then Lions probably didn't have the size size potentially in the back line to actually dent them but then South Africa never adapted to then to then actually just stop the mall, instead they kept going in the air and um, you lads love them all up here don't you, all you lads you love it, so it's like almost played into their hands a bit, so I don't know <laughs> It'll be interesting. I, I don't see much change in this this second game, mate. Like, I know you want Dwayne-Quinsway, but it ain't going to happen, mate. It's going to go to the air. It's going to be aerial bombardment. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. What I'm saying... No, 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 no. What I'm saying is your analysis is spot on. Co- Coley spoke about it last episode where South Africa were almost arrogant, in particularly in the malls and obviously in the scrums as well, when they thought they could roll on the bomb squad and just do a job, and they didn't um that they were like oh we'll be able to we'll be able to stop the lines we'll just compete and then we'll we'll try and stop them all last minute by competing middle back making them throw to the front and then we will ram into touch and they weren't the lines were fucking good at just going through with it and uh i just thought it was a bit yeah it was a little bit arrogant i guess we're used to the english getting the tag of being arrogant but i think the saffers kind of did a little bit there
2: the thing is, though, mate. Like, through, they are used to steamrolling teams. Like, they are used to dominating physically in all those areas. Like, mate, I've never hit a all in my life. But like, when we've played South Africa previously, you know, you know, the scrum's going to be like a tough day. You know, the going to be a tough day. And it's like, I don't know. Just lions. Lions just got the edge on them. I just they they, they dealt with them that this that uh, last week. But this week, you like this. It's like all things, mate. You get you get. Done in one area, what do you speak about all the week? You speak about not getting that done in that area again, so you just know this week probably they're not going to get the pay in that area. So they'll have to wait and see, maybe adapt. Who knows, mate? We just we, we don't need to worry about it, do we? We can adapt whilst laying on a sofa. <laughs> Tell everyone where they're doing wrong. Tell everyone what we'd have done. And then get another beer out the fridge. Talking about what
0: you might have done, Ben... You have come up against Faf de Klerk on a number of occasions. How do you keep Faf de Klerk quiet or to put that another way, what doesn't Faf de Klerk like coming up against?
2: Dunno really. (laughs) (laughs) He gave Fordy once like a a gin and tonic and then made Fordy drown it and he did and Faf didn't do it. That says a lot, doesn't it? That's
1: fucking such poor form. He's a shit bloke. <laughs> that, he's a fucking shit bloke for that. It's
2: poor form, isn't it? You can't give someone a drink and then not do it yourself. Um...
1: Especially Fordy, who him drinking any form of alcohol would have been, oh, fucking God forbid, would have been definitely against his way of life. And, to, and then faff not to back out. That's bullshit. What a fucking helmet
2: yeah i think it, it might have been after i think it was a might have been a brand new Coke. anyway irrelevant the point is he, he he's very good and he he is a bit of that he is the bit of the heartbeat of south africa to play against always well, fast like tenacious isn't he? he's kind of always in the mix really but you never as scrum arts you never really see each other until it's a scrum don't you and one of them's putting it in and then you follow him around and then you pretend to to maybe just just get to the inside pressure and go back to cover the chip. So, um, yeah, he's fine. He's a nice chap. I don't know him particularly well. He's a very good player and I'm sure he will be important at the weekend. Joe, how would you wind him up? Um,
1: <laughs> I I'd probably attempt some form of sledging,
2: but... Marla, I just suddenly remembered, what was that time when me and you were captain, you were captain of and I was captain of Leicester, <laughs> what did you say to me, were we behind on the score, can you remember that, it was at Welford Road I think, when, this was years ago, I don't know why I've suddenly thought of this, Just, i just seen your face, this just made me trigger it, we were at Welford Road, I think you were, you were winning, and then you totally talked me into changing my mind, I think I was going to go for the post, and then you totally talked me into changing, can you remember that or not,
1: yeah i was getting it i would say i'd do it quite a lot actually i'd be like oh don't be so fucking boring don't be boring mate you don't need to take the three points come on (laughs) give the crowd what they want to see let's you a some let's you a some you're like fuck off marlo i was like come on mate don't be boring that's oh that's so much like you that's so shit and then you went yeah stick it in the corner fucking stick it in the corner
2: Anyway, I don't know what relevance... And then is I think the we fat. messed up the lineup. so... No, I don't know, but yeah. free cheers for five. It's very, very good.
1: In fact, have you seen that uh, Instagram account of siblings... Siblings or dating? I'd probably bring that up because... Um, Tell me more. He looks identical to his girlfriend. His other half is basically <laughs> him, but with female bits. And... Uh, that would weird me out because I don't know. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep with me. I I look <laughs> at myself in the mirror and I go, I ain't fucking, I ain't sleeping with that thing. I I I'll, I'll see. So God knows what what my wife is thinking. However what he what is going on there with him and his other half is he's gone well you look great because you look just like me so i'd probably try and bamboozle him with oh, mate what's the crack with you just um having intercourse with yourself all the time you
2: weirdo <laughs> do you know how it work then i don't know but i just suddenly thought when marla said about him um him, him him shagging him is that what you just said yeah, I just suddenly thought of your, your 12 packs of Quavers in bed.
1: Oi, <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, you're not allowed to come on here and reveal deep personal secrets of my marriage, you fucking
2: helmet. Do you know Marla's record for snack in bed <laughs> is 12 packs of Quavers? <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Was Daisy in there sweet at the, the same sweet. time? She's sticking, sticking the room out. She rolled over. She <laughs> rolled over. What's wrong me. with you? Me, went, what is wrong what with you? What are you, you
1: doing? <laughs> what are you doing? And I went, oh, I got really <laughs> hungry. She was like, have you eaten the entire pack, multi-pack of quavers? And I went, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. And she went... You've already brushed your teeth as well. I went, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, it's a dark, it's, dark it's it's
2: a, <laughs> Just rolling over <laughs> and just pulling out the family pack of Quavers. Oh, genius. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is fucking oh. How thirsty were you after twelve packets of quake? you must have had an em- yeah, Raging I think thirst. I fell
1: asleep and I think burn. I immediately fell asleep, forgot to brush my teeth again and woke up the next morning <laughs> like oh God, I'm so, so I said I sounded like Hillary Hilary DeVay on um Dragon's Den.
2: <laughs> 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 fell asleep with quaves on you. Be like you fell asleep after 2015, yeah? I behave yourself. <laughs> no, you're not
1: having that story as well.
2: You're not having that story. No, we're not putting that in there. Oh, that is not, this is not acceptable to go in there. Uh, shall we go
1: into some adverts then? Because uh, that's clearly the sort of level of insight we're getting tonight. <laughs>
0: Hey, how you doing? My name is Elroy Spoonface Powell, Spoon the voice guy. And I just want to tell you about a new podcast called Death of a Film Star. It's from the makers of Death of a Rock Star, and it's really good. We've got episodes about Heath Ledger, Chadwick Boseman, Marilyn Monroe, and Robin Williams. You've seen them tell incredible stories. So now it's time for us to tell theirs. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. Honestly, do it now. It'll be worth it. Right, Joe, it's time to thank our lovely patrons, the official sponsors of The Joe Marler Show. First of all, the Bounty Hunter. It's Alistair Boundy. Just George. At weekends he goes busking, it's Matthew Ruskin. He likes dirty jokes, it's James Oakes. It's the cat in the hat, it's Matt Williams. And not that one, but our one, Bob Hope. And finally, Josh, not Jeff, Buckley. To be more like Alistair, George, Matthew, James, Matt and Bob, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, and grow the show. Those wordy ads and uh, it's finally time Joe to talk front rows so first of all Joe I think it's probably fair to say that you got what you wanted Mako is in I uh I had heard a few little rumors
1: um, that are uh, unsubstantiated so that means I think that means they probably bollocks um that perhaps Mako and Toby. Uh, had been on the piss a few too many times and that might have contributed to them perhaps not being picked in that first test. Uh, But like I said, it's unsubstantiated rumours and almost irrelevant now because Mako came on and played a blinder and has got the starting shirt. Unfortunately, Wynn Jones still got a dodgy shoulder and uh, Mako is where he should be, in my personal opinion. Although, you know, Rory Sutherland
0: did pretty well, but I think Mako's just needed from the from the start this week. He's quite the man to have coming in to the first team, isn't he, Ben? Like there's, you know, sometimes if a replacement comes in, there is a sense they are a replacement, not a Mako.
2: Yeah, he's... Snorlax will do a good job. He was pretty impressive when he come on. He adds a lot of leadership, Mako, which a lot of people don't realise that, but he actually speaks really well. Leadership... Lovely little ball player. He, he's just he's had a lot of like injuries, hasn't he? Like niggly injuries. But when he's when he's in full flow and he's got rhythm in his game and he's got uh, game time under his belt, there's there's few better than Mako, in my opinion.
0: Joey, if you had never met Mako before and you were introduced to him and you hadn't seen his passports, how old would you think he was?
1: I would think he was a fifty-four-year-old Welshman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I would, my first question to him would be like, how the fuck are your earlobes that saggy? I've never seen saggier earlobes. They are ginormous.
0: What do we think? We've talked, Joe, uh, earlier uh, this week about Razzy Rasmus's um, Waterboy actions. Have you seen this Twitter account that he keeps retweeting? The Yakko Johan one. Have you seen this? So no one actually knows who Yakko Johan actually is. There's a sort of thought it actually is Razzy, because his middle name is Johan, I think. So that he has denied it, I think, at th- some point in this week. But it's a little cheeky plot, this one, Joe. The idea that Razzy, who, as we've discussed, likes a bit of Twitter already, has possibly set up a Twitter account where he can rant and then just retweet it, or not, as the case may be. I think it's fucking brilliant. I absolutely... <laughs>
1: Love it! It gives us something to talk about in the week leading up to the test, rather than all the same old cliches that we've already touched on through this shower of shit podcast. Um, (laughs) You know, is it like I just love the thought of all these D.O.R.s getting Twitter accounts or fake Twitter accounts? No, I want them on real Twitter accounts. And they're just going after each other on social media these days. Like Steve Borswick just going after boys like, oh, (laughs) I fucking hate spaghetti. And uh, Steve and Pat. Pat, Can you imagine the war between Steve and Pat Lamb after the face off (laughs) between you boys? I would absolutely love it. It would just be class, sending GIFs left, right and centre, different memes to each other. Like, no, you're a fucking liar. No, you're a fucking liar. No, and like, oh, it's just, I'd love it even more. Just add a little bit more drama to it. But as for Razzie, it's de- he's definitely something to do with that account. Definitely.
2: It's, it's entertaining, isn't it? Because, like, we obviously had the Euros, now the Olympics on. Tonight hasn't really been that excited, has it really? Like the rugby stuff so it kind of it's one way of getting a bit more engagement i guess a bit more a bit more on the line for the weekend a bit more fun
1: i would i would love it if eddie um eddie jones had <laughs> an actual twitter account and he started because i follow um a parody account called pragmatic eddie on twitter <laughs> It fucking, it's just so, it's so good. Uh, some of the stuff he comes out with is, um, so I'm going to pretend it, mate. Hey, Resi Rugby, mate. Give it a rest, mate. You're giving us all a bad name. By the way, mate, is Yako Johan free? I might have a coaching gig for him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is no mate, who's this kid, Paul... Paulo Dogwu at Wasps. Is he Irish qualified?
2: <laughs> Marlott, you are such a prat. You really are. Should we do a little cheeky round
0: of predictions for the weekend? Scorelines first. Ben, you are the guest, so unfortunately that means you have to go first.
2: Mm, 19. 12. To the Lions. Do you think that's going to be five tries then? <laughs> uh... No, it's SAFKA score.
1: Or three tries and six
2: penalties. I mean, SAFKA will be three penalties. And the Lions will be... <laughs> three tries. Obviously they miss one conversion.
0: this is extraordinary watching professional
2: rugby players trying to work out basic rugby maths oh it's fine i was confident it's this quaver eating moron that can't fucking work it out (laughs) (laughs) he can't joe what's your prediction
0: that
1: is the nastiest thing someone has ever called me a quaver eating moron I'm going to say it's it's going to be 45-38 to South Africa.
2: You've played too many Quinns games. It's really got to his head since he's, since he's won it.
0: I'm going to offer a prediction of 21... Oh, is that too many points? Yeah, 21-18 to the Lions. So is that seven
1: penalties <laughs> or three tries for the Lions? <laughs> I've worked that one out. <laughs> Okay, so you're going for lions you're both going lions, are you? I I think it is I think the Lions are gonna win, but yeah. I just want South Africa to to make it more entertaining for the third test. Um Tom, I wanted to, to come out the end of this podcast thinking that we'd have hmm. more of an intellectual rugby based conversation. <laughs> uh unfortunately we haven't. And I knew that would be the case because Lenny is a moron. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) It seems a a suitable way for us to end this particular episode of the Joe (laughs) Marler Show Lion special. Ben, I'm going to thank you for coming on and welcome you back at any time. Thank you so much, Len. Um... (laughs) I can't wait to see you. (laughs) A lovely set of predictions, though, I thought, Joe. Now, you are going away in a large camper van for a number of days to a festival, is this correct? Uh, how do you know that? We talked about it earlier. Bollocks. Yeah, it's true. And do you know when you'll be returning at this point? I'm just thinking about the next Lions pod that we will be releasing.
1: Well, after the way you and uh, Ben have just spoken... Um, and a lot of people actually they're adamant that the Lions are just going to win again and that means the series will be over anyway so I'm making an executive decision to just end the Joe Marlow Show Lions specials now Now. Um, you know they say you should end on a high I think the opposite I think you should end on a low and I think after that
0: episode which is as dog shit as they come we should definitely end on that I tell you what, when you get back from your campervan odyssey, you drop me a little cheeky text we'll see what we can sort out, in the meantime the number one campervan tip that I can offer you, having spent seven weeks in a campervan at the 2007 World Cup with my good friend Dersey, is um, only use the chemical toilet for emergencies, otherwise it is never the same again
1: I'll be uh, I'll be sure to tell Daisy that because honestly, (laughs) she can walk away from a tidy pile.
0: (laughs) Goodbye. Enjoy your trip, Joe. I'll see you soon. Hope not. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Sports, social, podcast network.